Yo, come here. What are you doing? Gotta wake yo, up, dude. What you mean, bro? We at the beach. Oh, nah, yo, we gotta get to the airport. Trying to relax. Wishing that I was at a beach. Feet up, chilling at peace. Oh, yeah. Got a coconut, I drink. I drink. Splash in the water, no sink. No sink. Way soon, that'll be me. Yeah, yeah. to take off in a week. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Time is Ripe podcast. My name is Scott Smith, and you are here on the Time is Ripe. We are a podcast of Ripe Creatives, which is a ministry based in the great city of Philadelphia. We leverage the arts for the purpose of missions and community transformation initiatives. Basically, we do stuff through the arts to make an impact on other people's lives. And this podcast is where we go back in time to discuss events that happened in the Ripe community. Uh, a lot of times we're talking about events that happened in the city of Philadelphia that we produced or hosted, and sometimes we're talking about events where we went on the road because we got booked to go somewhere to do something. Today's episode is the latter because we're going to be going back in time to uh, September 29th through October 1st, 2023. It was a weekend gig. And we went out to the faraway lands of Wildwood, New Jersey to do a weekend youth retreat called Ignite. Um, Ignite has about, I don't know, five, 600 students from a bunch of UMC churches throughout the, uh, the greater Northeast United States. And they all gather together at Wildwood, New Jersey's convention center. And they throw this big youth conference. They've been doing it for years. They have had artists like Brit Nicole and Holvey and propaganda and a whole bunch of other, you know, crazy talented, famous artists over the years. Uh, but this year they booked Ripe. Look at us, praise God. Ooh. Pretty cool opportunity. Uh, they asked me to be the MC. Uh, they asked DJ Angie to DJ the weekend, and they booked Abel, Demir, and Eves as artists. And then those three lovely humans talked to a guy by the name of Jason to come out and play drums. So there was about five, six of us that went out for different parts of the weekend. And uh, to talk about this whole thing, a few of those people who are on this trip are in the room. First things first, we got a returner. Mr. Diamir Rodriguez is in the building. Yo, what's up? Uh, better known as by his artist name as Demir. Uh, Demir has been on a bunch of episodes, and we are excited to have him back as we go to Jersey with this one. We also got another returner in the room. We got Miss Eves back in the building. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod, Eves. Um, one of my favorite episodes, also one of Jared's favorite episodes from season one, was our Creatives Cafe with Eves, talking to her about that night. Still one of my favorite all-time episodes. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. Eves, so excited to have your voice back on today's pod. And finally, we got a first-timer, ladies and gentlemen. First time on the pod. Maybe not his last. I hope not. Um, Jason Weatherby. You, what's up? What's up? Welcome Woo, to the pod, man. I'm excited. Yo, as a first-time guest, we ask all of them to do this, so you are not exempt. Uh, introduce yourself to the audience, because a lot of these people probably haven't met you before, and then uh, share how you got connected to Ripe. Uh, yeah, like um, Scott said, my name is Jason. Um, basically, I'm just a drummer grew up in philadelphia pa west philly where a lot of my west philadelphians what's up um, but yeah i grew up in west philly um born and raised in church um been connected to ripe through like friends and my brother older brother mike um 
basically, you know, he was a he he got married to someone that also was a part of right. Um, so like the connection was just it was like through family and friends, um, basically. And you know, um, I kind of inserted myself by like hanging out with them a lot and like starting to meet more and new faces and friends through that. Um, and it's definitely been a blessing, man. I I love it. So yeah. Basically. That's what's up. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the time is ripe, Jason Weatherby. Thank you. <laughs> Excited uh, to have you on. Now, as I said, this was a weekend gig, and um, Ant and I were booked for the full weekend. The concert at Ignite is actually usually just a one night thing. It's just Friday night, um, where they you know book a bunch of artists to come in on Friday night. You know, I just name dropped a few of those people that had been on it before, but this year it was us. It was ripe, and so for Friday night. The goal is to kind of get in and just do the show, you know, as well as you possibly can, get in, sound check, all that kind of stuff. Our story for this episode extends beyond just Friday night, but let's start there. Um, for you guys, Eves, Demir, Jason, when you found out you were getting this opportunity to get booked to go do this big conference that, you know, some heavy hitter artists have been on before and they're trying to book you guys, like, what was kind of your first reaction, first response? Um, to getting the opportunity. Yeah, I would say um, it was definitely exciting being an artist and using music as a uh, you know a tool for ministry. You, you get opportunities to go a lot of different places, um, very big and very small and everything in between. So um, just excited to see how God would uh, work in a space like that, you know, in a, in a scale where, you know, there's so many students there and, and staff and just Sometimes on those bigger platforms, you know, I've had times in the past where I almost wondered, like, how could I be, you know, used? Like, is there anything beyond just my time on the stage? And so um, excited for seeing what it would become. But I'm not going to give a spoiler alert, but, you know, seeing how God worked off the stage and we're sh we'll share more about that later. It was actually really cool throughout the weekend. I would say I was very excited. I also, like, didn't know what to expect. It's hard to, like, put like a good perspective on like what it is to be in that big of a space and with that many kids. Um, I just remember walking into the room that weekend and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a lot of people. <laughs> like, And I think it's a really like humbling opportunity because there's a lot of talent in the music industry, but then there's also just like a lot of talent that on our team and um, in Philly in general. And I think it's just, it's it's humbling when you get the opportunity to share on such a big platform so i was excited but i didn't know how excited i should be until i got there and i was like yeah. wow this is huge yeah <laughs> yeah once you see the stage you're like whoa okay yeah this is this is it all right cool yeah <laughs> yeah definitely for me i was like super excited um because this was definitely like the first time i was able to like be put in um an area like that um so like Honestly, I definitely didn't know what I was expecting, um, but um, being a part of it and, like, getting an invite and seeing what, like, everything was set and up for, um, it was like, yo, I don't, this this look like this is actually the real deal. <laughs> like, so <laughs> it was more so, like, the prepping stuff was like, yo, I'm really more so enjoying this because this has kind of been a dream for me growing up, um, being able to, like, just show my gift to, like, 
people, whether they were, you know, young or older, whatever the case may be. But um, just being able to, like, go around, um, spread my talents and then basically hope to inspire others as like, yo, I want to also do something like that. But, like, they don't know how to exactly. Um, so, like, yeah, it was definitely like it was definitely great. So, yeah, survive. Well, it didn't look kind of like the real deal was the real deal kind of you know one of the biggest events in our region annually especially for this age group um so the the interesting thing is wildwood convention center we've actually spent a lot of time at as a team over the last handful of years uh, but typically we were in the smaller room for heat wave um, which is a thing that youth for christ does in kind of the smaller room this is in like the big, big, big room that I think at its peak might be like 3,000 or so plus seating. Mm-hmm. Now, Ignite is kind of not that yet, but I think it was maybe before the pandemic and it's trying to build back to being one of these like massive kind of opportunities. Uh, but it is a big deal and they take it very, very seriously. Uh, they do They do not hold back when it comes to production. Mm-hmm. Um, when you walk into the space, it is not just the the magnitude of the auditorium. It is the lights, the screens, the stage. I mean, the stage is probably like a 10-foot stage. Yeah, you know what I mean? Crazy, like yeah. in a room. <laughs> like it's just overkill to the max. The subwoofers are shaking the walls. <laughs> you know, like it's a, it's a really, really big production. Um, they actually hire a company out of, I think, Georgia that ships all of their stuff on a boat up the Atlantic Ocean oh to goodness. get there. You know what I mean? So uh, it's like a really big undertaking. Like it's a big deal for a lot of people. And uh, it was kind of crazy we got the invite. Um, I just want to shout out Kasi. Kasi Grove is the reason why we got the invite. Um, we have done things for his church that he used to be at, Hopewell UMC. Um, we got booked to do a weekend or a week-long missions trip with him that didn't end up happening. Um, but because of his you know, advocacy for us. He put us kind of in the frame of reference to the decision makers. Um, and that was Corbin and McCann Payne, who happened to be old, old, old friends of mine. Um, and they decided to book us. So it's always about relationship, yeah. right? It's not just about, man, they found me on Spotify or they saw <laughs> me on Instagram, you know, or my YouTube video, my music video hit MTV's, you know, <laughs> hot or not. Like, no, a lot of times it's relationship. I feel like you just dated yourself a little bit. My bad. I don't even know if hot or not is a thing. I just made that. Hey, I was talking about MTV. Yeah, that's, a, that's not even a thing. <laughs> Listen, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the old head. I'm just saying it's not like they discovered us. Totally. As much as friendship, relationship, and then you guys happen to be incredibly talented. And so when they were like, oh, man, these guys are really good. This is an easy, easy decision for us because mm. um, a lot of times you're flying people in from around the country. And right. I think that's fine. But I've always advocated for local because you're giving the students an opportunity to see an artist that they might get to see again. Yeah. Right. Not just at the big thing, but could be back, you know, within their hometown to do a follow up kind of concert or something like that. So, yeah, um, just walking into the space, you guys have already alluded to it like. What were some of your, you know, your thoughts whenever you saw the actual space that we were in? Well, it, for one, it was massive. Um, I don't even know if they were using the whole building. That's how big it is. But they definitely used a big portion of it. <laughs> so, yeah. but kind of just put things into perspective for, for me, at least, because 
Um, definitely growing up and especially like becoming a believer and diving into being an artist, representing Jesus. You know, I've had moments where I want to dream of opportunities like that. But when you start to like arrive at some of them, you, you realize like, in, yeah, like, you know, I have a duty unto the Lord and, you know, I want to steward this time well. And so that kind of like grounds me. And even just like having my friends from Ripe, you know, like all of us who were there, like it always keeps things in perspective because we do all the other events in the tri-state area and beyond, whether it's five people, 10 people, 50 people showing up. And we've done so many of those over the past couple of years that, you know, we we don't lose sight of what really matters when we get in onto a bigger stage, it's more like, all right, let's make sure that we're on time and just making sure that whatever production or run of show that we have to report to that we're respecting the, the, the crew that's running it. But as far as like ministry stuff, like I don't, we're never any different in my opinion, which, you know, is a good thing in this case, because we're the same people off the stage that you see on the stage. And that's what I think makes Ripe special. Well, one of the many reasons why I think Ripe is special. For me, um, seeing the setup um, definitely was, like, jaw-dropping. The um, reason why I say that is because, like, I've been to, like, shows and things like that, but only when it was, like, from basically what you said, when it was bigger artists. Um, but actually being the one to, like, be put on this stage, it was like, yo, this, it's, it, it feels different. Now, not saying that I or anyone else in Ripe that was there, like, was cheating it more like, oh, we're we're here in a bigger stage, meaning, like, we have to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we all came with the same mindset of, like, yo, we still have to serve God at the end of the day. So, like, we're not getting the glory out of this. Um, but just seeing, like, what God has done for each of us has, like, been, it's been wild. You know, um, because we like again, like going back to what Demare said, we had shows and things like that where it would rather be five or 10 or like 15. And like in the matter of just like last year alone, like putting us on that type of stage is like, yo, this is this is wild, you know. Um, So, yeah, definitely like just looking at that is like, yo, this is really it's a jaw dropping moment. So, yeah, that's it for me. One of the things that happened early on Friday night after we all got, a, we all arrived, we get to our hotels, drop off our stuff, meet back up over at the building. A um, couple of things we did was we, uh, Corbin pulled us off to a side room where we shot all these intro videos and bumper videos, which is just hysterical. Um, me and DJ Scott was loving AMG. it. What? Scott was having a time. Oh, was I having a time? Ooh, He's dancing. <laughs> Lights are cool, huh? <laughs> it was like a green room, like a photo shoot room, video shoot room. So we all got to kind of do these like random videos as like the bumper videos for whenever you guys come out. Now, after that, we went back and we did sound check. And I will say this. One thing that we like, quote unquote, failed at was coming up with our on and off stage plans. Um, Because as Ripe, we do something I think that's very unique where you guys don't function as separate artists in a set, especially for youth. Um, So it's like, if you go to a normal show, it's like, Demir Artist opens and then Eves does a set and then Abel would do Mm -hmm. a set. But because we know what it looks like to engage teenagers really well... 
and their attention span is terrible. Bless their attention span. Yeah, bless their <laughs> so attention small. span, please. Um, so what we've kind of come up with is a way of like doing kind of a up and down roller coaster through a set where, you know, maybe Eves only does two songs and then Demir does one and then Abel does one and then they do one all together and then two more here, two more there. Mm-hmm. Instead of these like 30 minutes of this person, 30 minutes of this person, 30 minutes of this person. Um, and it captivates an audience in a way that if the student doesn't like one of you and just decides I'm out, they don't miss the other two, mm-hmm. right? Because the the context is completely changing every five minutes. Mm-hmm. And we've come to find that this is a really good way to do shows with teenagers. And so I think it's one of the reasons why we get booked for a lot of shows with teenagers is because we figured out how to engage them well. But we didn't come in super prepared um, for that. And a big part of that was Eve's got married five days before. Woo! Let's get it. <laughs> Which was Come on now. the most ridiculous. Just a small distraction. Like, the most ridiculous story of all time. Because we were on the phone trying to figure it out with Demir and Aaron, but you weren't there because you were on your literal I was honeymoon. like, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be on this call. I'm, yeah. I'm not calling you. <laughs> so, so we're trying to figure it out ourselves. Like, maybe Eve's want to do this. I don't know. I mean, that's her first um, ministry at that point. Praise absolutely. God. This <laughs> doesn't matter at all compared to that. But crazy timing, because you had said yes to this booking way before you even knew when your wedding was going to be. Right. Like you didn't, you know, say, oh, yeah, I can do a, a gig the week after my wedding. Yeah. You had already said yes to this uh, booking, and then you got married really fast. Amen. And so you came off of your wedding straight into this event. Exactly, so, yeah. Won't he uh, do it? Thank you for yeah. even coming, first of all. Yeah, I was down for it. <laughs> you ride or die. Ride or die. Eves did the Worship Fest event two days before. My wedding. Two days. Me so and my she, husband in the rain. Yeah. She, got a, she got a private jet dropped off at the convention center. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's what it's it's like. not what happened. It's absolutely nuts. Um, super crazy timing with everything. And um, it's just amazing how like, God worked it out for you to be able to be there. Mm-hmm. But with that challenge, like we weren't as prepped about, you know, how does Abel come off stage for fireproof? And then Eve comes on stage for ego problem. And then she leaves stage and Demir comes out to pick it up with Abel. Like how do those transitions work? And, you know, we just, we weren't totally on the same page. But it was really cool. One of the guys who ran the thing, I cannot remember his name, but he just made sure that we really got this stuff down so that we came across even more professional than maybe we were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. Literally one of the best production people I've ever worked with ever. Easily. Yeah. I think he was really good about, I think for us, a lot of the time, I'm personally on way smaller stages. I'm more in like, I love being in a singer songwriter environment or, and the stages are just smaller. It's a smaller room. And now I'm like, Oh, I got to enter with like energy. And that's like a it's like 30 feet of energy now, like (laughs) not like four feet and like pick up a guitar or like four feet and like start singing a song. Like you have to communicate, like over communicate the excitement of being there and engagement because of like what our songs are saying, right? Like or what our art is saying, like keeping that authentic, like doing it for a, a real reason, not just like, oh, I'm, I want to be cool. So like I have to have lots of energy. It's like, no, I want to be really intentional about like the delivery on this. So like the point gets across for what we do. So, but the entrances 
for that, I, I was just, I'm like, I'm like, don't trip, don't fall, <laughs> don't like, don't bump into anybody, <laughs> don't. But he did a really good job of coaching us, like on, on different stuff. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent, and that's when it, I feel like there's like a unique like blend of like, all right, we we want to do the ministry part well, but then we also want to like do it with excellence, and with that means like you gotta really be as interested and intentional about honing in those aspects as you are like engaging with the youth and it's easy to be like oh i'm just i don't feel like doing that i I came here to do what i came here to do but you know the more i'm in these contexts the more i feel like that's like almost selfish you know like you want to actually give of yourself but it was crazy because we finally got it down packed to the point where we're ready to go up and then something wild kind of ended up happening like while we were about to go up for for our set so I think I think what happened was during sound check maybe they weren't pushing the house as allowed. So we do the sound check, we get through all these things, we get to the actual night of the event. Um, they have a speaker, they have worship, North Point band, like all this stuff happens. It's really really good. We're in the green room waiting to go, and then we finally like it's our time. It's like nine o'clock p.m. It's like the last thing of the night. We're like the you know the the last hurrah. And as soon as Demir comes out, what song was it? Do you remember? It was Let It All Out. It was Let It All Out. So Demir's starting very high, Let It All Out. Not even like 10 seconds of the song, the power just Boom. goes. <laughs> like, Click. It yeah. wasn't even just like, yeah, it wasn't even just like, you know, for like on our end. It was like all in all, if I remember correctly, because I just remember hearing the song, you know, playing through my in-ears. And next thing you know, we hear the boof, and then we're like, yeah. what the heck? And this was literally right before I'm supposed to like run out, you know, on that stage, just like a big, you know, like catwalk type situation. And yeah, we're like, oh, now what? <laughs> yeah. But um, it was wild because then I had a moment where I was kind of looking at Ann, I'm like, and he's like, putting up his hands like i don't know bro like <laughs> you were like uh you know and so i feel like i had a decision to make i'm like well i could just run off the stage but i didn't want to make it awkward and so i'm like well let me try to make something of, of that moment and it's crazy because i remember having a similar situation um i think it was in kensington at a block party like years ago so thankfully it wasn't like my first time having technical difficulties like that where i had to like you know, in real time, figure out how do I, you know, make something of this. But I just remember telling the, the crowd because my mic was off. So they couldn't like, I just yelled at them really. I was like, can y'all hear me? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, I was like, all right, this song is called Let It All Out. Is this a safe space? And all the kids like, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I need y'all to say Let It All Out. And like, I just had them repeat it a few times. And it was really cool because then, you know, a, that bought some time for the, you know, production team to figure out what the heck was going on. And then B, I was like, all right, y'all got it. I'll be right back. So, you know, I was like, all right, like, I hope that was enough to like, you know, stall whatever was was happening. But they were able to get us back up and running soon after that. That's the beauty of it. We talk a lot of it, a lot about it in like the spoken word setting. Like when you mess up, how do you make it so it almost didn't feel like a mess up? It feels like it was intentional. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you did that as well as you ever like nobody else could have handled that that well you know but you just kind of like went it almost looked like it was a part of the show like it was a part of the plan mm -hmm. hey we're going to shut down the music and then you're going to teach the song and then they're going to know the song when you come back out right um 
but it was a technical issue. I mean, they they lost power because the subs were pushing so hard <laughs> with that song um, that it actually just fried everything for a couple minutes and they yeah. had to reset it all. So yeah, one yeah. of the guys from North Point Worship, it was so funny afterwards because there's a green room and they have a like a, they had a flat screen TV set up um, and some couches in the green room so they could see everything that was going on from from uh, you know the other side of the, the the stage if you will the back curtain so he was like he when he after that he's like he came up to me he was like bro when that happened I saw your reaction is like he's like yeah that's how I knew he, yeah he's a pro like <laughs> I was dying because I'm like bro I was just trying to like do whatever came to my mind in that moment to like not make it look like a mess you know but you know by the grace of God it, you know it all worked out I was gonna say that it was just it it really was I think it impacted all of, I remember I remembered it like you know that specific moment because I think it just I think a big part of what we do here at Ripe is that like if everything was to not work like we'd still bring it right like mm -hmm. because we're in it for the ministry and the kids and like so it was a technical difficulty but it was like a moment to be like interacting with the kids in a more intimate way and like you hear them more than they can hear you like mm -hmm. you have their attention because there's stuff happening that shouldn't be happening but you still like commanded the space and yeah mm -hmm. it was really cool yeah and after that song you know, once that whole all gets fixed, we didn't have any technical issues after that. No. Um, Jason was up on stage going, going ham with the shades. Yeah. Do you remember him the wearing shades? those shades? Shout out, shout out to the Demir, They were definitely his glasses. <laughs> were they really yours? That's yeah. A I, I usually I, just bring a couple these days. We're, I'm trying to get to the point where he wears shades. I'm like, yeah, let me let me borrow a pair, bro. It was a vibe. <laughs> yeah, it was. It went with the shirt. I had a Marvel shirt on. So it worked it, out. It worked out. Yeah, I just know Jason has these photos from this event that he looks like an absolute superstar. Yeah, facts. He looks like 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 I was too famous to be up there with Demir. That's so what like, he. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, uh, but you killed it, man! And like, shout out to you for putting the work in. I know that like we had talked, Aunt and I had talked about like you know if Demir or Aaron want to bring out a drummer, like who do we go with? And Ant was like, man, I, I think this is the type of opportunity. Give Jason a shot because he's been hungry, right? He's been after it, trying to grow, learning songs, learning hits. And really the Penn State show with you was what sold it for us yeah, because yeah. you went into the like tank and learned all of Eve's music mm -hmm. for the Penn State show yeah. when we knew it wasn't just going to be Demir, but Abel and Eve's. Mm -hmm. It was like Jason already knows pretty much all of Aaron's songs all of Demir's music, and he's been working on Eve's, Jason's the the answer. Like, he knows all this music already because he's prepared himself to play for the 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 100-person show. Well, of course you should get the opportunity for the, you know, 1,000-person show, yeah, right? Yeah, and I do want to um, thank you guys for that because uh, definitely just basically being a part of right um, and, like, obviously having a bunch of friends that makes music and like loves to create just being able to like learn their genre because i kind of been in the space of wanting to grow my skills and like try to learn different types of genres because obviously growing up i only basically honestly knew was gospel but then it was like i got older i was like ah, i'm starting to like hip-hop more and then like 
doing um well playing for ease was like definitely a whole game changer because it was like that was the first time i ever actually was into that type of genre of music definitely um working with these guys they um each and every one of them were very patient with me um because i would always be like hey yeah I, i'm kind of learning it i don't think i'll be perfect at it but you know <laughs> and instead of them being like oh well you know we're just gonna find someone else they all were just like you know just do what you can do um and we're just basically going to go together you know and being able to go with them was like it was special doing that show in particular was like great because obviously i've been doing a lot of shows with demir throughout last year um doing shows with eves i did a couple with her and it's like each each of the shows were very fun um and aaron as well it's been very cool like working with him because he's very like yo I want you to get this and you're going to get it right. Like, there's no, there's no room for mess up. Like, we're going to get it. And so being able to work with those um, those guys was like, it, it's been definitely a great experience. So, yeah. Yeah, I got to say, I, I want to uh, quickly give my flowers to Jason because, like, you, you can tell he really loves us. It just shows up with a smile on his face everywhere. You know, we see him and he's always made himself available. Before I moved to Philly and really got plugged in with Ripe and all that, like I used to dream about even just having a drummer, having any musicians out play live, you know, for me and just having guys like Jason who just show up and just be down to hang out and kick it with Mike and Liv and, you know, everybody else who was a part of like Ripe, you know, at the time and seeing it grow like has really blessed me because I used to think I'd have to find the person who's like super expensive and super established in the industry and has you know in order to like be worthwhile but like honestly jason has grown so much in the time he was already good when when i first heard him but i was actually at that penn state abington show and I, like I, I wasn't on on the the list of artists that night but you know seeing him from the stage or from the audience i should say was the first time i was like wow like this dude has really like grown so much in such a short amount of time beyond that just his heart you know so it's not always about like are you the most like experienced from the gate because i mean he's he just turned 21 a couple months ago you know so there's something to be said about I'm 22 big bro or 22 i'm sorry <laughs> i meant to say 22 my fault <laughs> but yeah no, all that good. to say man like thank you for always like being here for us and doing life as a community with ripe and seeing how it's turned into this is crazy yeah for sure thanks bro shout out to definitely scott and like um and, and sd um and josh um those guys in particular man because like i would never forget like scott honestly he pushed me bro in like a lot of ways um because he will always tell me like yo like you got the potential is like just keep you got to keep going like you got to actually take time put the work in and like it was like i would listen to him and be like, yo, you know what? Like, Scott is actually spitting some facts, you know? Because, like, he mm -hmm. obviously, Scott's like been in areas where he's seen way better and like actual professionals and things like that. And, like, and I see that he sees where I want to be at in my drum career. And so, like, obviously, Scott's not going to lead us to the wrong, right? So it's like, I definitely want to shout him out. Um, Josh, Esty, and Ant, shout those guys out because, like, those guys actually been on the stage with me and like each each and every one of them were just like yo like you're gonna kill no matter what bro like no matter what you think even if you mess up just make sure it don't look like a mess up just yeah. just go out and do what you gotta do 
So those guys also definitely motivated me. So thanks to uh, each and every one of those guys. I still love Jason. We appreciate you. Um, just what do you guys remember from the set? Obviously, we talked about the beginning of it. Just any songs or like moments from the set that you were just like, man, this was killer uh, from your guys' perspective. I mean, for me, I loved doing the acoustic set in the middle. I think that's just like, for me as an artist right now, is like the strongest area for me performing where I feel like I have the most authority in what I'm saying um, and just like connecting with the students. It uh, just really feels like an area that I that I know how to like navigate super well. So getting to do that in the midst of like a lot of hype, a lot of high songs, and then bringing it down to that moment and picking up the guitar. I always love those moments because I know that it hits different kids in the crowd that maybe like that style of music. Um, and so for me, I did the acoustic version of Clean, which I've actually have never released other than on Instagram. Um, so getting to do that and you know, the whole point of the song is communicating that like we come to like the cross, like not perfect. And when you're a teenager, like it's all about feeling way less than anything close to perfect. Like it's all about feeling your imperfections and everything like that. So the, for me, that was an impactful moment just throughout the set to like bring it down and kind of have a moment that was a little bit more like down to the earth kind of vibe. But yeah, yeah. it was beautiful. I mean, as far as like the songs go, um, honestly, in those moments, sometimes I, I, I don't really try to like think about, you know, any one song as much as it is like the whole experience. And just uh, I try to make eye contact with as many people in the audience as possible. And, you know, there, you know, funny moments when the kids are like asking, trying to talk to you mid set, um, especially in the songs where like Abel and I were, were um, both on the stage together was, you know, pretty cool. So you just try to like treat everybody like you would off the stage, even though in a context like that, there's a lot going on. So try to leverage it, you know, as authentically as I can without getting distracted. Yeah. By the way, guys, I just found out his name was Chuck. 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 Was that his it name? How did you figure that out? Because I just found the set list from that Friday night show. Oh. And uh, it was like one, two, three with uh, Abel into Let It All Out, Ego Problem, Fireproof, Lipton, Can't Guard Me All The Way, Clean, uh, the moment you're talking about where mm -hmm. you went to guitar, Roller Coaster after that, Joy, Matrix, mm -hmm. which you did Matrix. That was one of the first times I think you've done Matrix. Mm -hmm. And then awesome. Too Holy, um, Let's Go, Pina Colada, and uh, really, the like uh, the Jersey Beach on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he had a time. student come up on stage God, God, for that. God, God. Yeah, it was... To dance. What a set list, guys. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't think people realize we don't just throw songs together in a folder and hit randomize, right? Like, there's a real intentionality when we do these overlapping sets where we probably debate it for like two hours. Um, some of that's just us joking around and making fun of each other. <laughs> that's why it takes so long. But, but we spend a lot of time to make sure what's mm -hmm. the theme of this song? What's the beat pattern of this song? How does this song feel going into that? How do we get to this song that you really want to do? You know you want clean acoustic to be in your set. How do we get there and how do we get out of it? Right. Right. And then coming up with design based upon those things. Right. And I just love that you guys have been like so gracious towards one another and accommodating 
like I think is the right word, mm-hmm. like where you're like, man, how do I look out for my brother and sister that they have a great experience doing the things that they want to do? Sometimes even people like saying, okay, I'll do a different song here so that you can do that. And it's just been really, really cool to watch, like the getting to that set list thing. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, when you <laughs> make uh, statements like that, Scar, like it, it, like in a beautiful way, like I just like have to stop and be like, you know, this is not, I shouldn't expect this to always be the case, right? And, I, and I'm not saying like between us, like right, but I'm saying like, I don't think this is normal. I think this is like almost countercultural. Like this has to be spirit led because the fact that we are all so often in, peace and you know unity and harmony amongst each other and there's no pride involved and like people trying to fight to get what they want you know even if it's at the expense of what other people in our group you know are trying to accomplish and want to do like I almost feel like I take it for granted that we're always able to figure it out without like any discord I've never done a set with any of these guys and been like really frustrated or anything about oh, well, I really wanted to do this, but I didn't even get a chance to do that. We found a way. We were just flexible. And so, you know, I like, yeah, like I, I really appreciate that we have such an awesome community of artists that are humble enough to, you know, make things work under any means necessary. Just looking at the set list, guys, I mean, it was that's a heck of a show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like knowing each of these songs and the moments that you're creating i mean if pun intended because it is a roller coaster in the set but <laughs> yeah. it is a roller coaster throughout the set of like high moments of energy and excitement usually starting ending high but you're having moments where you have like real intimate contemplative sincere genuine like tearjerker moments in the set as well mm-hmm. and that's that's just a, there's a beauty of a dynamic there that you don't normally get one artist by themselves doing their own set you have to be so versatile as an artist you know like shout out to soraya or synovia like an artist like that that's so versatile that they can do all the things at once um, but normally you know you don't get that but bringing three together plus dj Angie, just being the, the best dj hey, ever Facts. right won't do a set without him <laughs> like for real. God, for real for real yeah Angie changes the game um even just seeing his texts and stuff in this thread from that event, like the things that he's saying for us to keep in mind and make sure we do better for the next set. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just the best, you know? So we we got really, really lucky. You guys did an amazing job. Uh, you did such a good job uh, that something happened after the, the night one session, which is Eve's had to go back because um, she had just gotten married. <laughs> and Jason had to go back, I think, for another gig. But Demir and Abel stayed um, over Friday night into Saturday. And the, the set on Friday night went so well that they actually asked you guys to do another set on Saturday, which was not a part of the plan. It was not what you were booked to do. Um, but I think that says a lot about our community and how we operate, that we're not just there to get the thing done and then, you know, get out of the way. I mean, you had to leave. You just got married, Eves. I'm not like <laughs> throwing that on you that you didn't stay. But I kept the gig. That's what was important. You kept, <laughs> kept the, gig. the gig five days after you got married was <laughs> more than enough to honor the <laughs> Let's be real. How many people are actually doing that? You know, the day what I'm after she gets back from her honeymoon, she's yeah. at a gig. I'm at a gig. <laughs> it's like, Eves, go home. What are you doing here? But I'm so glad you were there because there were kids, especially like a bunch of teenage girls yeah. that latched themselves onto your music. 
on Friday night mm-hmm. and needed to connect with you and were blessed by interactions with you. So, but that's that's us, right? It's never yeah. just about doing the show to do the show. It's never about just going up, show up, do the dance, get the check, and move on. It's how do we make this the best opp- opportunity we can for young people to meet Jesus or whoever we're ministering to to encounter Him. Um, and how do we steward this so people look at us and they say, yeah, maybe there's better artists out there or artists with bigger followings than them, but they can never question our character yeah. of were we there for the right motivation? Like that is what we are batting a thousand at is like, are these guys just here to do a show or are they here to do ministry? Are they here to impact these kids? Do they care how the whole event goes mm-hmm. or are they just concerned with their set? Nobody could ever say that we're only concerned with our set. Right. You know? the- we're out at the table. Second the the event wraps up, like we're out there waiting for like the kids, like to talk to them afterwards, which I think is where like some of the most meaningful interactions happen because like you just never some some of these kids might be passionate about the same things that we were passionate about when we were their age. Just getting to see somebody do it for for Jesus is like kind of brings two worlds together for them. And I think that that's really, that's like where I feel like the money is truly for us. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, um, yeah, like we, we're definitely graced with the opportunity. Um, Aaron and I just to, um, do another set, which was really cool. Um, we were just eating, I think it was like an early afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. And then, you know, a conversation about that, you know, started and, Chuck was like, yeah, I mean, if um, we, we can make that work if you guys, you know, want to. Um, and we're like, yeah, like we, you know, so we always try to make ourselves available. Um, I feel like oftentimes we are the first ones in in certain places and the last ones out. They booked the hotel for for um, Aaron and I and um, for, all, for most of us the whole weekend, you know. And so we're like, well, I mean, if the the hotel's available we might as well you know stay if we're you know able to and so um but it was it was just you know really cool to even you know play basketball with some of the you know mini hoop with some of the the the, the high schoolers and they actually had real basketball too and you know and um between some sessions we would go hoop with them and you know there's times multiple times where i remember people were like yo like like you're here like why are you here you know like not in a spiteful way it's not like you're trying to tell me to leave but they were just like wait we just saw you on the stage and now you're just hanging out with us and shooting some hoops you know like it's it's like a weird thing that they don't expect you know like in certain contexts like these the 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 guests you know artists and lead uh you know worship groups to interact with them anything beyond you know the stage so it was cool yeah and and i i think to say this in like a gracious way a lot of these artists are gigging every day for 300 dates a year and so they figured out this like capacity rhythm on their physical body their mental health their spiritual emotional health right they're like i need to just do the show go back to the green room and hide and when we are released from our responsibility, based upon the way that this conference operates, we go back to the hotel and we shut it down. And then when you're doing maybe 300 dates a year, maybe that's what you have to do to survive physically, mentally, emotionally. We are not doing 300 dates a year, right? So it gives us a leg up in some ways, 
to do the 50 dates a year that we have really well, like to really yeah. give our all. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of challenged everybody in right like we should only be saying yes to what we can do really well. Yeah. Like That's if we good. get to the point where we're overextended and we're going through the motions and you're just trying to like, you know, bank up opportunities or whatever, but you're not doing it well, that that should be a no because you know you can't pull it off in excellence. I mean, that's why one of our core values is excellence is because that kind of holds you to a standard to not do anything halfway. Now, I'm not saying any of those artists are doing anything wrong by going to the green room and stuff like that. That's just been not us. It's yeah. not our culture. Yeah, no, you it's we've, yeah. we've made a point of just, I think it was very early on coming in ripe. Like it's making yourself available to the kids, like, and making yourself available to even the adults, like having conversation, like that's like, it's just, I, I feel like the approach is just, it's a part of like who we are as an organization. And so I think it's cool that we haven't lost that. And even if we start doing bigger shows, like what this one was, I don't think that I would trade it because it's so nice to, I we, we are just like, we're normal people. Like, and you know what I mean? Like we want to interact with people and I want to hear their stories and, hear how it impacts them and so yeah and i also want to just like clear the air like i'm not trying to come at anybody who is you know super booked throughout the year and you know does that thing and you know because i i I mean maybe uh you know if i get to that point you know at some point in your future i I, there's definitely more grace so it's not even about that it's just more like you know it hasn't even clicked in my mind that like oh like you you, know like you go to the straight to the hotel and don't get me wrong. We've had events where like, regardless of size or where we're at, you know, or if we're traveling hours to go do it, like, you know, like you might be just naturally tired, you know, regardless of how many people are in the space. But I've seen time and time again, like when we make ourselves available, you know, to pray, to just hang out, just be ourselves, you know, the way God has made us, like I've never regretted it ever, you know? And, and I think like in times where like, I might naturally in the flesh be like, oh, I'm just ready to go to sleep. I'm ready to go grub on some good food because food hits different after being on on, <laughs> a, on a show. You know, oh, it just Hallelujah. does. <laughs> Praise God, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, like having my, you know, everybody else in Ripe who, who's, you look over and you see Aaron praying for someone, you know, and look at you just hanging out with someone else, you know, like, like that just, it almost like inherently motivates you to, be more sensitive to what's going on around you, you know, and um, Scott's just Scott. Like, he's going to talk to a million people no matter what. So you're going to end up being stuck some, talking to someone regardless. <laughs> uh, come on. Come on. <laughs> no, but it's a beautiful thing. I, I will say this, though. I I do less of this, the offstage ministry stuff, than you guys probably think nowadays because you guys have stepped up and done it so well. I feel a lot more at peace, like engaging with the conference lead leaders that brought us in or the tech staff, right? Or even the janitorial staff. Like I'm, I'm always more thinking in terms of like the personnel that made this thing possible, thanking those people, honoring those people, appreciating those people. And I can do that with like absolute confidence that I know kids are getting engaged because that's who you guys are. Right. So it gives me even more freedom to just kind of think like, oh, who's here that, you know, needs a needs a hug? Like I, a lot of youth pastors are really struggling. <laughs> I'll just say that. Like there's a lot of, you know, college ministry people that are struggling. There's a lot of people that are pastors that are struggling. And 
when I am in a space with them, um, if I can cut through the surface levelness of Christianese with a ministry person and find out how they're hurting and offer like a healing balm to them. Like to me, I'm like, that's a, that's a dividend that I'm putting into their life. That's going to impact everybody that they reach for the next six months. So that's kind of where my mind has been on a lot of these gigs these days. But I can do that knowing that you guys ripe is ripe is handled. (laughs) Like you guys have ripe's name in the like space is fine because it's you guys doing it so thank you for caring for the kids appreciate it it's good it was good it was a it was a heck of a weekend shout out to dj angie for being amazing um he dj'd not just the concerts but all every session and i got a chance to uh to to host and MC and you know, I wasn't really all that necessary, to be honest. I think they were just looking for an excuse to have me come. Because um, you're great. Yeah, I guess I did so, my I had you MC well. my wedding. You got two gigs in one week. That's, okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was emceeing that wedding on Monday. Um, shout out to North Point Band, uh, Andy Stanley's church. His worship team was there. They great. were super sweet. Yeah, we got to interact with them good. quite a mm-hmm. bit. Um, really great people. Very kind. For sure. And they do this. This yeah. is like what they do. Yeah, they're they the touring the team. This yeah. is their touring team. They yeah, have like eight campuses too down in Georgia, I believe. So like they have like a ro- I was talking to some of the guys on their worship team and they have like a rotating system where like mm-hmm. they'll go to like different campuses and then some of them will go do the the, the gigs throughout the year. So they're they're busy. Yeah. Really, really great. great it was team. sweet. The speakers you know, even the bishops were shooting off T-shirt cannons and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody we got to interact with, um, super, super kind, and it was a it was a great opportunity. Shout out to McCann and Corbin um, for Goats. the opportunity to be there. Um, the most professional, like photo video guys, yes, easily, and the most personable, like the coolest guys. Like they're hilarious, and they're so on top of. Like they were excited. Like they would literally like like we would like one of us just got off the stage and they already have like 50 photos and videos ready and they're like not just ready to show us but they're like bro yo check this shot out that i just got and they're so like just seeing them excited to like show us what they did was like i don't know it, it was just so refreshing you it's know because like sometimes yeah. we do the events and we like you know for the sake of like ministry and even just like to share what guys do in our lives like we want to see those photos and videos but like we don't want to like bother like the the media teams but they were like bro we got you like it's right here we're ready to send it your way you know (laughs) yeah they were sending us links at like three in the morning (laughs) yeah you'd be like 100 items uploading i was like what is this (laughs) and they did an edit for us too i was like yo these guys are like elite you know that video was sick bro (laughs) yeah they did a video mid weekend (laughs) (laughs) it was was already posted by the time the conference was over so i also want to shout out the founder of ignite it was cool. Like I got to, I was playing basketball with him, and like Bishop Shoal. Yeah, I didn't even put two and two together that it was him. Silly me, right? But then when like he and I just ended up having a conversation, like for like a few minutes a- uh, after that, and and it was really cool. And he's pretty sure he he spent a lot of time living in Philly himself, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, shout out to Bishop Shoal. Shout out to the UMC uh, for having us out to ignite twenty twenty three. Um, feels like a lot of good. Beautiful things are happening in that relationship. We've been invited. Ripe Worship even just did a gig with them. I don't know if you guys even knew that. Uh, two weekends oh, wow. ago with the with McCann and Corbin. 
Um, so, you know, RIPE is continuing to build a relationship in that direction. Um, if you are from Ignite, thank you for having us. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully we get invited back in the future. Uh, really appreciate what you guys are doing for young people in uh, the greater PA, New Jersey region. Um, also just want to say to everybody who listens to this podcast, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, not just to listen, but to support RIPE Creatives. Um, even on gigs like this where we are getting booked and, and brought out, uh, your support is really what en- enables us to do it. Yeah. Um, cover some of the gas and food and travel and stuff um, that we otherwise wouldn't be able to do, you know, as well as we are because of your support. So your support not only helps fund everything that we do in Philly, but even some of these gigs and even my time for doing a lot of the communication and setup for these gigs to happen. So by supporting me, you are supporting the artists in right and uh, allowing them to get opportunities that they maybe otherwise wouldn't have. So thank you for partnering with us so that we can partner with others on things like Ignite. You know, your support enables us to do that. Um, Demir, Eves, Jason, just want to give you guys any one last kind of final opportunity to share anything else that you have to say before we uh, wrap up. Yeah, if you made it this far, you're awesome, and we appreciate your time and attention. And, yeah, we love you guys. Yeah, thank you for listening, and um, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, be blessed. You guys did it so good, I don't even know what to say. You guys covered all the bases. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's it's always great to get to talk about like what we're doing here at RIPE and how it impacts students and the relationships we have, and um, it's a it's a pleasure to share it with you guys. Yeah, we are blessed by the ability to reflect on what God is allowing us to do, yeah, and all right. of you who we connect with as a result. Yeah, we um, I mean, we debrief like every event that we do, mm-hmm. and kind of the thought was, you know, what does it look like to share our debrief with the world? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. um, you know, because we have such great conversations. Now, this one was a little bit a long time ago, so we're playing catch up again. <laughs> we are. Um, so we're a little bit, you know, disconnected from it. But the ideal is whenever we can do these podcasts like a week or two after an event, so it's still all fresh for us to be able to process right in the room about what just happened and just share that stuff with you because mm. these are the th- this is why we do what we do. It's not for I did 50 gigs this year. No, it's for the 150 conversations with three kids per event that you hold for the rest of your life. That's right. You know, that's the stuff that really matters. Um, you know, what is the impact that that you had on a kid's life off the stage, not just on it, sometimes on it too, but but certainly off. So just highlighting those things that maybe are a little less often seen, um, I think is really, really important. So that's kind of the heart of The Time is Ripe. So thank you guys for, for being on today's episode. We appreciate y'all. And I'm sure we will have you all on in many, many times in the future, depending on where we go and what we do. Um, but until that time, and until next time, stay right. Stay right. Stay right. Stay right. No one can take it.